and welcome. I'm Taylor Hyde, and it's my goal to teach you a little bit and potentially brighten your day. I'm not here to read from a history book, but to gently pour some facts into your cup for you to sip on and later bring up what you know, what you learned on a date with your friends or whoever you have to impress. Do you know how much a polar bear weighs? Enough to break the ice. All right, now that I got my icebreaker in, let's get to it. Paul Revere, you know, the famous man for yelling, the British are coming, the British are coming. Well, let's talk about him. Paul Revere never yelled, the British were coming. Boom, right off the bat, right off the bat. Everybody knows the story. Paul Revere, famous guy. He uh, warned the colonials that the enemy were coming. In quotes, he would often be noted to say that British are coming. This is so false. This is so inaccurate. It pisses me off to an extent. First of all, the operation was supposed to be quiet. You know, you can't be running around on a horse yelling stuff. Because, you know, British troops were hiding all over the countryside. Also, the colonial Americans considered themselves British. So, it just... It's just incorrect. More likely that Paul Revere was saying the Brit, the, uh, the regulars were coming because the regulars were a term designated to describe a British soldier. However, our dream does not end there. We get we dive a little deeper. He was also a dentist. Yeah, yeah this guy, right? Revere was uh, he was a craftsman. And he decided he's going to take up dentistry. He used uh, walrus ivory or animal teeth in his patient's mouth. And in 1776, he became the first person to practice forensic dentistry in the United States. He identified the body of a man of the name of Joseph Warren nine months after well-known Revolutionary War veteran died. He used the teeth, obviously, to recognize the man because he was the one who actually put his false tooth in. Yeah, I get it. I mean, that's resourceful. But just think about that. Nine-month-old dead body laying outside. That's got to smell terrible and look gross. And our boy Paul Revere was just like, I'm going to dig around this guy's mouth with my finger. Imagine someone being like, oh, Paul, um, what, what, are you, what are you doing, man? And I, I just see him like, just hold my beer. I'm about to invent some forensic dentistry. Well, this guy, Paul Revere, he also was, he led a spy ring. According to the CIA, he was the founding father of the first intelligence network on record in America. It was based in Boston, and they went by the code name Mechanics. I like it. It sounds low-key, but I see these spies walking around with some wrenches and some car jacks. One of their main sources of fighting is just bending over and exposing their backside. Combat, right? That's a combat tactic. Another thing we know this guy for 
the famous poem that explicitly recounts how brave Paul was on that fearful night. Well, the poem was written by Henry Longfellow in 1861, and it is not factually correct. For one thing, Revere was not alone on his mission. By the end of the night, as many as 40 men were riding on horseback, spreading the word. Revere also never reached his target at Concord. The author basically used his name because it rhymes with near. In the military, he had a pretty bad representation of... Well, I'll just explain. Paul Revere served as the commander of land artillery. Pretty big spot to fill. In June of 1779, British forces established a fort in Maine. Over the next few weeks, hundreds of American soldiers converged on the outpost by land and sea. It's ironic, land and sea, you know, two is by. However, it goes, you know, one is by land, two is by sea, I believe. They never talk about the air. Is it three by air? Oh well. The outnumbered British were prepared to surrender and were making plans to surrender. But the commander, Paul Revere, didn't do anything. He literally just sat there and he was like, should I attack or should I wait or should I attack? He had, they had no idea that if he attacked, they were going to surrender immediately. Just like, you know, you got to attack you know, to fight, but he never even did that. This went on for months. And I just see it as, you know, a month where British soldiers are walking around with white flags, like, we surrender, please. And Paul being like, hmm, should I attack? Or, like, what? Well, eventually the British reinforcements arrived, and the American forces were forced to retreat. Paul Revere was charged with being a coward and insubordination. He was court-martialed and dismissed from the militia. His repu- his uh, reputation, his rep, too many drinks tonight. Basically, his representation, rep, reputation, reputation. That's what I'm trying to say. It was tarnished. It was tarnished for sure. Okay, war's over. So what is he gonna do? You know, you know he's. He's a, he does what every famous horse rider, spy, dentist, soldier, silversmith, whatever do. He opens a hardware store. Sounds like a boring life, right? Wrong. He actually provided the materials for the historic frigate USS Constitution, which played a major role in the War of 1812 and is the world's oldest floating commissioned Navy vessel. It is still around and actually it's used obviously not in battle it's it's wooden ship but well this guy's resume is huge right Paul Revere wow but he's pulling chicks right Paul Revere had 16 children apparently the British weren't the only ones coming (laughs) Revere fathered 16 kids eight with his first wife by the name of Sarah and eight with Rachel whom he married after Sarah's death in 1773 I gotta say, that's pretty smart, you know, eight with the first, eight with the nether, keeping everybody happy, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. He ended up living to be 83, which at this time, that's really old, but, uh, 
if you made it this long wow man i'm impressed uh this is my first one obviously the first podcast i'm just trying to see what it goes but i want to sign out with something for you to remember by if you don't fist bump your partner after doing the deed you will probably get an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty called that's a 15-yard penalty sometimes. I want you to also have this thought in your mind. I want you, this is going to be deep, so you really need to listen. Do you ever lay looking at the stars, thinking of all the messed up things in this world? Like why baked and naked don't rhyme? Although they are basically spelled the same, just minus the B and the N. It keeps me up at night. Have a great day and stay informed.